you better hit me, Sean, because you only got one bullet left. So do you. Wow. We've got something in common. We both know our guns. What we don't have in common is that I don't care if I live, and you do. Sean, that hurts. You're not having any fun, are you, Sean? Why don't you come with us? Try terrorism for hire. We'll blow some shit up. It's more fun. Shut the fuck up. You watch your fucking mouth! I'm about to unleash the biblical plague hell deserves. I'll give this shithole a break if my brother and I walk. Bullshit. Oh, oh, no, I, I see, I see. You, you think I'm bluffing. Maybe I am. But then maybe I'm not. More importantly, what would you do with me locked up? You'd drive your wife and kid crazy. Say, how is your daughter anyway? Is she right for you by now? Your darling Janie, your little peach, is she right? Okay. Police man, don't shoot me. <laughs> I'm scared, Johnny. <laughs> well, I think you better pull the trigger. Because I don't give a fuck. I'm ready. I could eat a peach for hours. Jimmy of a Nick Cage? No. It sounds like Keanu. Keanu. I can't. It's so, <laughs> but Keanu and Cage are almost very close to one another. Like, I'm shocked they never did a movie together. Oh, my God. That, can you imagine? I would love it. Travolta, Cage, enough said. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I'm Kevin. We're switching faces three ways. First, I'm joined, as always, by Jim. Hey, now. But doing the, yeah. those fucking Cage Eyes. faces he does the whole time. Also joining us again, awesome comedian. Recently, I learned, talented singer as well. Youngstown Comedy Syndicate's Josh Winters. What's up, everybody? Josh, so happy to have you back for the second time. What's shaking? What do you uh, What do you have to plug? What do you got going on? Uh, well, I uh, started uh, producing shows in the Brookfield area. Jimmy Nino's Pizzeria and Tap Room in Brookfield uh, that we're doing shows at. Uh, we did, uh, if listeners will recognize that, from a couple episodes ago. That's right. Uh, doing an open mic there and uh, just actually got set up for one coming up. So uh, stay tuned. Also, uh, Youngstown Comedy Syndicate. Keep an eye there uh, for Cork and Cack. Cork and cork Cap. And cork and We're going to go down to the Cork and Cack. Go to the <laughs> like all of a sudden from Chicago. I'm like, oh my God, guys. Oh no my God. Going to go suck some Cack. <laughs> cork and Cack. <laughs> <laughs> cork and Cap uh, in Warren. So uh, Those shows yeah. are great. Oh, we came awesome. to the one in, uh, you know, around the holidays and 
Awesome spot. Good crowd. It's fucking packed. Oh, for sure. It's fun. Yeah. Constantly. Keep an eye out for those things. Uh, we're going to be hanging out talking 1997's Face Off. Quick Nick Cage tangent. A store I used to work at, we had a location in Vegas, and Nick Cage would go in there and buy his own movies. How fucking amazing <laughs> would that be? I mean, doesn't... So, like, of all I people... I was just wondering if you have my movie. That's totally Keanu again. <laughs> Whoa. It's awesome. It was directed by John Woo. We talked a little John Woo when we covered another Travolta movie, Broken Arrow. Face Off was the first time John Woo was given creative control for a Hollywood movie. Thank God. I'm pretty sure this is our first time covering Nick Cage. We apologize for that. Well, covering Nick Cage as the lead. Yeah. He was in Fast Times. No, he is physically. He's physically alive in it as Nicholas Coppola. Yeah. So, but yeah, our first straight line Nick Cage movie. We have a a perfect opportunity in this episode. We're going to talk about his relative, Francis Ford. Coppola later. We've had too many episodes to not talk Nick Cage. A perfect time to break out face off. Thanks, Josh, for the suggestion. This movie was influenced by 1949 prison movie White Heat. Every Ooh. studio at, at this time in the 90s was looking for the next Die Hard. You think I am, Mr. Falcon? So the screenplay was written by Mike Werb and Michael Coleary dating back to 1990. Originally, the movie was sci-fi. Took place mostly in the prison. All right, I get it. It looks like a futuristic prison. When, when you yeah, think of definitely. like, yeah. you can definitely, like when you know that and watch the movie, you can definitely pick out like the magnetic boots yeah. and just the technology itself. Like all of that's like straight sci-fi, but they kind of just like kept those elements and then built everything else around but it. But then the diehard element, he does get barefoot at one point too. Escaping the prison, yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, we covered The Departed, which is a remake of Hong Kong movie Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs is heavily influenced by Face Off. Instead of physically swapping faces they swapped identities and then the departed one best picture so thanks face off yeah <laughs> and originally face off optioned to joel silver then michael douglas got the rights and he was going to produce as well as star with harrison ford imagine this That's with a different movie michael Weird. douglas and harrison ford jesus i didn't swap my face <laughs> get back my face get off my face get off my face <laughs> in the end michael douglas ended up as an executive producer and when the option expired in 1994 paramount pictures bought the rights originally rob cohen was supposed to direct but he left to direct Dragonheart. great decision great decision but then he went on to do the fast and the furious which one did he the, the first one the first one wow ask any racer any real racer it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. One of the other issues with the rights is because of Demolition Man. So studios basically saw Demolition Man and Face Off as the same movie. And therefore they were like, we can't pick up your movie because Demolition Man exists. Not really the same movie. <laughs> They're in a prison. There's a cryogenic freezing versus face. I mean, it's like, <laughs> this tells you how those studios operate. Be well. The title is technically face forward slash off. The studio wanted the slash removed, but John Woo thought it was, it kept people from thinking this was a hockey movie. Yeah. Smart. Which, I mean, the trailer, I guess, or the posters wouldn't have given that away, but. Or they could have made the slash into a hockey stick yeah. and then <laughs> welcome to the ice. Yeah. All right, Jim, did audiences lose their faces for face off? Please give us budget box office news and number ones at time of release. WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. 
I'm going to take your face off. Came out June the 27th, 1997 to an $80 million budget. And it made $246 million at the box office. The most popular Nick Cage movie out of the triad of this, The Rock, Con Air. Con Air, the accent I could never get over in Con Air. Yeah. What you looking at, punk? Nothing. I was just admiring your cage. He looks like Jesus Christ. Cool. <laughs> Accent. Not Wait, so cool. That's no, the character. Bad. Jesus Christ. Cool. Jesus Christ. Cool. Uh, JC. Cool. Which yeah. awesome. That was, JC I think that might've cool. been my fucking screen name at one point. I don't <laughs> know. Aim. <laughs> JC. Cool is logged on. This movie has a 95% rating. It should. On Rotten Tomatoes. It's fuck. I mean, come on. This had a better rating than the departed or as they say in Boston, departed. <laughs> Hey, Tommy! It's the better of the ratings by far. And I love Face Off. It's one of the best. I watched it again last night to just to get a little sink into it. It's incredible. But back in 1997, what you would do is you would walk your ass with your face attached to it. Maybe not your ass, but your body. You haul ass out to Blockbuster Video and you get these top three rentals. Blockbuster Video. Mars Attacks, Jack, Jack Nicholson, Jack. great movie. Batman Forever, I think gets a little bit too much shit because I appreciate Val Kilmer, as you guys know about my Batman rankings. I put Kilmer up there as a good bat. He was a good Batman. Hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me. The so. best only, I'm sorry, the only acceptable U2 song ever. Do they have a residency at the Sphere right now? Is that how it's working? I know they played at least some shows. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Somebody I work with and yeah. his friends. Who only knows two people in U2. Paid a lot of money to go see this you pay $850 to see you two they play hold me thrill me kiss me kill me walk off the stage it's like the wonders no I gotta hear them talk about a mole digging in a hole digging (laughs) in my soul excavation excavation elevation then discotheque and then finally a movie that's near and dear to my heart the poster's right over there on the wall Star Trek First Contact the best of these Star Trek the next generation movies the Borg World War 3 great stuff and it's been a while but this week we're going back to a little new News of the weird. That was legitness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who are you? Oh my God. The title of this one, kiddies, is called The Unirimers. So I bet you can guess where we're going with this one. Brothers Jeffrey, spelled with a G. Right off G the bat, off. G off, like Toys R Us Jeffrey, and Aaron Kuffner were arrested in New Orleans in June and charged with terrorism as the one who had recently mailed or hand-delivered suspicious packages to local government and news media outlets. The packages were harmless, but nonetheless frightening enough that two offices had to be evacuated. Oh no. And each contained a four-page manifesto. Uh-oh. When manifestos are involved, watch out. The manifesto is titled, Violent Acts of Consciousness Have Only Begun. Oh no. According to the police, the men's goal was to call attention to public ignorance of poetry and that among their demands was that all state inaugural speeches be written in iambic pentameter. What? <laughs> Did the manifesto rhyme? <laughs> if not, they missed out. It was yes, an IQ. <laughs> Somebody refresh my memory. What's iambic pentameter again? How does that need to be set up? Does anybody remember iambic pentameter? No. I remember the haiku things like a five thing. I, I was an English minor with a focus in writing. I should know this, but... <laughs> I failed diagramming sentences in English class in high school, so I don't fucking remember what iambic pentameter is. This is CNN Breaking News. 
iambic pentameter is kind of like the rhythm, like the time signature even, of Shakespeare's verse. Pentameter gives us a clue that there's five of something going on here, right? Pentameter, pent, like a pentagon. It's five kind of beats in a bar is the way that I like to think about it. Think of a monologue of Shakespeare and all the lines are about the same length. In each line, there's about five beats going on there. This is CNN Breaking News. And finally, in news of the weird, bottom of the gene pool. In December 1996, Philip Johnson, then 32, was hospitalized in Prestonburg, Kentucky, after shooting himself in the left shoulder with his 22 caliber rifle to, quote, see how it felt, he told an ambulance driver. The sheriff described him as, quote, screaming about the pain over and over. On October 2nd, 1997, an ambulance crew was again called to Johnson's home, where he was bleeding from another left shoulder gunshot. According to the Inez Mountain Citizen newspaper, Johnson said the earlier shooting felt so good he had to do it again. Nice. I think this hurt dude. so good. Yeah. yeah. Come on, baby. Make it hurt so good. Sometimes love shouldn't feel like this, but he loves a gun to the arm. On to the news. Timothy McVeigh, that piece of shit, was found guilty of the Oklahoma City bombing that took place in April of 95 that killed 168 people. No shocker. Sentenced to die. Good. Good riddance, you piece of shit. Another piece of shit. Pol Pot. Kevin, you remember yeah. Pol Pot? The leader of the Khmer House, Rouge. House arrest. House arrest. <laughs> Pol Pot killed 1.7 million Cambodians. Died under house arrest, age 72. Well done indeed. Ordered the killing of his defense chief, San Sen, and 11 of Sen's family members before Pol Pot flees his northern stronghold, which was his house. Hey, kill. 3 million Cambodians, you get house arrest. (laughs) Thank you. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the book first written by J.K. Rowling, is published on this date back in 1997. Wait, was there a banner of like a piece of shit thing that you led with? It's just like, (laughs) it's a lot. (laughs) But sometimes you have to change it up a little bit. But one thing we want to get you excited about is we haven't heard him in a while. Let's throw it over to Kurt Loder and MTV News. I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News Brief. Kevin, let's get happy. People started looking at me different, put me up on this pedestal like I was some kind of saint or something, you know, and I was like, man, I'm just a saint or simple saint. The very, very well-known, very popular 31st Music City News Awards. Oh, yeah. And Alan Jackson won big. There's your Alan Jackson News of the Week, everybody. People started looking at me different, put me up on this pedestal like I was some kind of saint or something, you know, and I was like, man, I'm just a saint or simple saint. Kevin, we haven't talked about Alan Jackson, one of the staples of the earlier seasons of this podcast. Good to hear from Mr. Jackson again. But one guy we want to hear from is Mr. Michaels. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael, and welcome to The Sports Machine. Kevin, you brought this up earlier as we were watching old WCW 2000 footage. The Detroit Red Wings edged the Philadelphia Flyers 2-1 to for a 4-0 series sweep. The 8th Stanley Cup in the Detroit Red Wings franchise history, the first since 1955. Also, the first interleague game in Major League Baseball is played as the San Francisco Giants beat the Texas Rangers 4-3. to Interleague, one of the few things baseball ever did right. I still think there should be no designated hitter. Look at Otani, and you too can also, what was his contract? $3 trillion or something like that? I don't yes, know. it was that. that was but it's all back. Way. It's all back weighted, so he's only making, what, 100 bucks this coming yeah, year? He makes 100 bucks this year, 200 
next year. Two hundred next year, and, and then and then two point nine seven trillion. Yeah, exactly like that. And ownership of Southern California. The NHL announces it will add Nashville in nineteen ninety eight, followed by Atlanta in ninety nine, Minneapolis, Saint Paul, and then Columbus in the year two thousand. That all worked out pretty good, I would say. One of Kevin and I's favorite football leagues ever: World Bowl Five in the World League of American Football. I'm sorry, the World League Football. I don't know why I put the World League of American Football. It's kind of <laughs> like fucking redundant. Sorry, the we'll laugh. <laughs> we'll laugh at them because they don't exist anymore. Barcelona. The Dragons of Barcelona beat the Fire of Rhine 38 to 24 to win World Bowl 5. I used to like to watch old World Bowl games. You would go to Farmore, maybe get a World Bowl football or a ham sandwich. I don't know what the fuck they gave you, but the World Bowl happened. The WNBA also debuted the first game with it being the New York Liberty win the inaugural game in WNBA history. And then finally in sports, the NBA draft with the number one selection, the San Antonio Spurs select Tim Duncan. Good decision. I would say a very good decision. Hall of Famer, multiple time NBA champion. And he, he won the MVP once, didn't he? I oh, no. don't even remember, but the Spurs were so. Spurs were always so loaded. Dominant, yeah. And now they got Wemby, yeah. but their team's They've fucking... Three times. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, yeah. Wemby. But the Cavs have been on a tear mm-hmm. right now, so it's awesome to see that. Your number one movie in America is something we covered here on the podcast. As a watch-along, speaking of Batman, Batman and Robin was your number one movie in America. After watching that with a couple buddies, not so bad. It's hokey. It's made to be hokey. I appreciate it now. Still is no Michael Keaton. And the number one song in America, I swear to God, it's one of those things you could not not hear. That's the title? It's a great title. It's you too. I wish it was Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, but it's not. It's Puff Daddy and the Family featuring Faith Evans. The tribute to Notorious B.I.G. I'll be missing you. How did they land on that being the tribute to their friend that it was a police song about (laughs) government surveillance? It's Puff Daddy. At this point, it didn't matter in 97. Puff Daddy could have fucking ripped off a song about, (laughs) I don't know, Puff Daddy was big in 1997 and that's all that was going on at that time. Let's rip our fucking faces off. Let's get nuts. let's, uh, Let's take the plot's face off. What if you could walk into Air One prison and give Pollux a nice big brotherly hug as Castor Troy? I have no idea what you're talking about. So we have this supervillain named Castor Troy. Oh, what a fucking name. He tries to shoot FBI agent Sean Archer, but instead kills Archer's son, Michael. So the bullet goes through Archer into his son. He didn't mean to kill his son. He right. meant to kill Archer. Right. Bullet goes through yes, Archer. Yep. The fucking movie starts off and with And into this. the son, right. God. Six years later, Archer's team tries to ambush Castor Troy and his brother, Pollux Troy. I said this. I think all the way back four years ago in season one, Castor and Pollux Troy might be the two best names in movie character history. But you know the the story as to why, right? It's Greek. Is it Roman or... Yeah, so it basically has to, I think we'll get into it later, but it has to do exactly with Greek mythology. Yeah, that's what I thought. Specifically, I don't know if it's best scenes or logic, but we'll talk about each character in this movie represents a sign of the Zodiac. Very Because Archer is a Sagittarius. I never fucking ran into this at all. Is this a Scientology and thing? Probably. And then Castor and Pollux are Gemini. And then Sagittarius and Gemini are opposites.
Oh my god. So there's a whole other element to this movie. It's too deep. What's Gina Gershon then? Uh, my girlfriend. Hot. Vagina. Uh, hot. <laughs> hot. So Caster tells Archer there's a bomb in LA set to go off in a few days, but before Archer can learn more, Caster gets thrown by the power of a jet engine and results with him going into a coma. Pollux gets arrested, confirms the bomb is real, won't say anymore. Why draw the schematic if you're not going to build the bomb? Hmm? What is it now? Crime in this country to exercise the mind? I'm interested I in bomb. Another word until I see my brother. Any progress? I need about ten minutes alone with this guy. Ah, give it a rest. You got Caster. Just go home. <sighs> Look, we're not gonna evacuate the city on your hunch. Look, I know Caster too well for this to be a hunch. You know what? Just, just run the goddamn bureau any way you like. Archer then reluctantly goes through a highly experimental face transplant procedure. Why not? <laughs> we have the facility. Let's use it. The reason being to physically become Caster Troy, then take into the prison where Pollux is being held. The whole idea is for him to find out where the bomb is. Probably <laughs> easier ways to do that. <laughs> but... So stupid and so fucking good. <laughs> Meanwhile, the real ca ah. the real caster Troy awakens from his coma to discover he ain't got no face. Dr. Walsh! I was just uh, enjoying some of your greatest hits here. Oh, oh I hope you don't mind. I, I, uh, I partook in your groovy, uh, your groovy painkillers. You know, this is fabulous work. This is, this is, oh, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> Bra fucking bo. Oh God, this is excellent. Bravo. Bravo. What do you want? Take one goddamn guess. His gang forces the same doctor to put Archer's face on him. Archer's face has been on ice or whatever, waiting some sort of goo for Archer to get it back. After getting Archer's face, Caster Troy kills the doctor and the only people who knew about the transplant. Wait, you good looking. You're hot. It's like looking in a mirror, only not. Now that is between us, okay? But you were... Uh, in a coma? Uh, uh, Nothing like having your face cut off to disturb your sleep. Read the newspaper lately? You killed her? Well, look, beats paying the bill, huh? Come on, I mean, uh, if a facelift costs five grand... See anything you like? Do you know? I torched all the evidence that proves you're you. Okay, so, wow, looks like you're going to be in here for the next hundred years. Conveniently. It's a, big, it's a big secret. Yeah, huge secret. This now all becomes difficult to summarize. Pollux is freed from prison when he tells his brother, as Archer, where the bomb is. Caster Troy, as Archer, disarms the bomb, and he keeps the charade going, getting positive reinforcement from the FBI and Archer's family. We asked Agent Archer if the FBI had any leads on who planted the device. Well, that is uh, classified information. But if, he, if he's listening, I wouldn't mind giving him a message. Interception. 
Now our side's got the ball. Sorry. Archer, kind of a deadbeat dad, no? He's a deadbeat dad who, when he becomes Caster Troy... I mean, he has kind of a, a justifiable reason, but he spent a long time neglecting his family over getting this revenge on Caster Troy. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, yes. all, but here's the thing, too. When he has Caster's face on, so he becomes... I think I have it written down as Shaster Troy. <laughs> when he's written down as Shaster, he's kind of a pussy. Is he not like a big when he's like... He finds out that he... His identity has been yeah. stolen. He's just saying, the whole time, you're fucking supposed to be cool. You're like this guy. I understand your son died. It's been six years. I get it. Even everybody else and all your fucking friends that work with you are basically telling you, would you fucking get over it already? Quit moping. But the whole time he whines like a bitch. Come oh, on. In, in the middle of that fight in the prison, yeah. he's like, yeah. yeah, I'm Caster Troy. And then he's like, yeah. His brother's, his brother's like, what? No, no one noticed it. Yeah. And his brother's supposed to be the fucking weirdo. Yeah. Well, he is too. Yeah. Archer as Caster Troy escapes prison as you do. He goes to Caster's headquarters where he learns Caster has a son. Look, Sasha, I'm not the same person you remember. And for what it's worth, I'm sorry. These are nice looking clothes. Yeah, of course they're yours. I know, I just like it's a nice looking cat, too. Yeah, of course. He's yours too. Caster as Archer sends a raid to his headquarters. In the raid, Pollux is killed along with a bunch of FBI agents and gang members. The fallout of this is that Caster as Archer kills FBI Director Victor Lazaro. Archer as Troy approaches his wife, tries to convince her of the face swap. I'm tired, Eve. The assignment was to enter a federal prison as Caster Troy. She's fucking insane. A special ops surgeon uh, gave me uh, Caster's face, and then uh, and then somehow Caster came out of his uh, his coma and killed everybody who knew about the mission, but but not before transforming into me. She does a blood test to confirm he's telling the truth. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. At Lazaro's funeral, there's a gunfight. Archer makes a promise to the dying mother of Castor's son that he will take care of the boy as his own. Convenient. The fight leads to the boat docks where they commandeer speedboats and have a good old-fashioned boat chase scene. Once on shore, Archer as Troy impales Troy with Troy's Archer with a spear gun. But remember, every time you look in the mirror, See my face. So is this a whole Zodiac thing again, too? Maybe. Archer gets his face back. The Zodiac's in this he, movie, He's an archer, though. Archer so gets his face back, true. adopts Caster's son Adam into his family. I would have pissed me off. It's like the landfill versus guild situation in Beer Fest. It's as though his son never died. No. Because they just replace him with another kid. Hey, honey, I found this kid sick. that isn't ours. Yeah. He's going to be our kinda face waterfalls. Kind of looks like our kid, sort of the same age. We can just resume life and never think about that other, Jeez. That other dead kid again. And not to sound, this is going to sound mean. 
and I don't want it to sound mean. At the time, she's 41 years old. Joan Allen's the oldest fucking 41 year old yeah. woman. She looks like a grandma. Yeah. Like, no. I'm that's older than her, and I feel I look 20 years younger. Well, than sometimes her. when I watch stuff that's old, you just can't help but feel like you, back to wrestling, you go back and look at 26 year old Scott Hall, oh, and he yeah. looked like he was 50. But he's, he's had a life. Right. I mean. But you go back and look at Joan Allen in whatever, 1990, whatever, and you're like, she looks way older than she was. 41 at the time of this. All right, let's talk about characters. So this is interesting. The plan was always to cast a pair. They were never going to cast a single actor. They were going to be cast in a pair. The first pairing that was wanted, what they were going for, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Oh, that, dude. And I don't know which would have been which. I got a boner from just watching this as is. I couldn't have imagined Sly and Who Arnold. Who would have been Castor Troy? Take my face off. I would take your face off. It would have had to have it, been it Arnold. Been Schwarzenegger being yeah. the, the villain. And Stallone would have been the FBI, yeah. the emo FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other pairs my kid. <laughs> considered it. A lot of these are very obvious. I think we should probably rank them. De Niro and Pacino. Too old. JCVD and Seagal. I get that. That would be horrible. In a good way. Denzel and Wesley Snipes. Okay. And then Michael Douglas and Harrison Ford we talked about. <laughs> Alec Baldwin and Bruce Willis. That's... Okay, Bruce. I get it with the, in '97 though. <sighs> I could see it working, but we, there's your diehard connection too, because then you have Bruce. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Alec Bruce Baldwin. Willis is Castor Troy though. I think that would Bruce be awesome. Bruce Willis ever play a villain? Ooh. I don't think I have off the top of my head. I'm not off the top of my head. Did. He probably wouldn't. He probably had. And Hudson Hawk was he considered a villain, even though he was like a petty thief? I don't know. Nobody don't watched know. Hudson Hawk. Same here. <laughs> like <laughs> literally. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, so John Woo had the final decision. He ended up choosing. Travolta and Cage. Excellent. I can't picture it any other way. Yeah. Although JCVD and Seagal, that's a weird movie. Definitely JCVD would be Archer. Troy would be Seagal. I don't think so. The hard thing about casting the pair is so many of these guys mentioned had these like carte blanche egos. Like sort of like yeah. if they made it now with The Rock and Vin Diesel. Oh. Neither one's willing to lose. You no. know. It's Seagal just, would have to be Archer. Yes. He would have to win. Yes. He would have to win. That's yeah. Uh, but how do you. Would have okay. To win. How do you swap Seagal and JCVD though? <laughs> God, we're, we're going to add weight to you now. <laughs> JCVD, you either got to get fat or Seagal, oh, yeah. you got to like lose a hundred pounds <laughs> and get ripped. Oh, Jesus um, that would have been a great scene though. Uh, I would love it. Seagal on the operating table and they're like, we're just going to lipo you all down. <laughs> So as it ended up, John Travolta in a dual role as Sean Archer and Castor Troy. Johnny Depp wanted to play Sean Archer, but then mm. and the studio loved the idea. They didn't have a, a pair for him, but then he read the script and he changed his mind. I don't know who you're... Depp in 97, I think you could have gotten on a cheaper side, but who do you pair with Johnny Depp Did in 97? Did Depp ever do a movie like this? Like I don't an think, action? No. Like Depp has never been an action guy. Depp and Keanu. Oh. Keanu would have been fucking Keanu great Keanu would have been great in this. Yeah, because you would have had it for speed already so yeah Keanu would have been he wasn't doing cruise control Nicolas Cage in a dual role Castro Troy and Sean Archer Joan Allen as Eve Archer Alessandro Nivola as Paula Troy Mark Wahlberg turned it down yeah, Wahlberg <laughs> but turned I it could down. not see Nicolas Cage constantly tying Mark Wahlberg's shoe. The dude that played... <laughs> hey, what the fuck you doing, okay? I got this, all right? The dude that played Polish Troy really pulls off something weird. He does. I yeah. want to talk about it later because I think we, we're going to deep dive a little bit into Pollock's Troy because yeah. we need to. He talks real funny. He's just all around. Sean Archer. Bro. Well, I figured he might drop it on some of our old friends. 
And if my eyes don't deceive, I think this fellow's beginning to enjoy being you. Good. Gina Gershon as Sasha Hassler. Juliana uh, Margulies turned it down because it interfered with her ER schedule. I was going to say she was huge at ER time, but oh my God, Gina Gershon. Dominique yes. Swain as Jamie Archer. Her film debut, she went on to have a flash and a pan moment in the 90s where she was like in everything a brief period of time. Don't look at her filmography now. Quantity over quality. I mean that in the most dramatic way because if I counted correctly, she's done 61 movies since 2010. Jesus You Christ. haven't heard of a single one of them. A few examples. Hey, horses <laughs> wait are they like supremacist horses i don't know if she hates horses hate or, horses. They're like, or they're like get off me white man i don't know what they're eight horses and they're mega horses uh you have a nice flight <laughs> that's a movie wait, can we have a season where we just cover dominic swain movies let's do it <laughs> i can do it let's do this next one 2177 the san francisco love hacker crimes that's a lot that is wordy that's, that is just the poster yeah <laughs> No pictures, nothing. Is it in 2177? I think so. 2177 (laughs) San Francisco Love Hacker Crimes. Wow. And then she's been in a number of what's referred to as the Wrong Series, which is a series of Lifetime films produced by Vivica A. Fox. Those gotta be great. (laughs) Those have to be gold. And I can't remember what they're called. Like the Wrong Sister, the Wrong, I don't know. But they're all, they all have Wrong in the title. Of course. Uh, And then there's a sequel called 2177, The Wrong San Francisco Love Hacker. (laughs) I thought it was 2178. Jamie, look, it's not easy, okay? I mean, you change the way you look every week and the way you act. Who are you supposed to be now? Nick Cassavetes as Dietrich Hassler. And then John Carroll Lynch. We yeah. recognize him. Prison the Zodiac. Guard Walton. Uh, Margaret Cho as Wanda Chang. They were really trying to get Chow Yun-Fat in this movie because of the John Woo connection. And I think he was supposed to play the Margaret Cho role and they just couldn't. What's worse, knowing that you've been substituted for a member of the opposite sex in that same role. Yeah. Also, little fun. If you want to watch this movie out there, pool sceners or again and again, every time they do a John Woo slow motion shot take a fucking shot mm-hmm. you are going to be shit hammered before or, the credits roll or the flips and turns oh, and the, so the, many, there are so many so unnecessary acrobats. flips and acrobatics in this movie pyrotechnics you don't all need. it was were fireworks you yeah i love it i want yeah. john Woo to just direct everything like give me a, a romantic comedy with all the same like <laughs> techniques just seamless in to, seattle yeah. john Woo directs perfect i'd love it which actor actress gives a passable performance does any non-lead character steal scenes josh who did you like in this one first and foremost the two main characters yeah Kate it doesn't get any better no, that's they a- they flip it perfectly but i loved dietrich goddamn right yeah shit so good gonna make you dick hard what cheryl cheryl's a liar dietrich so you're still selling hobson and drugs to cheryl and phil roy <laughs> cast her fucking dry oh man you scared me man all right all right. <laughs> you know, I never should have sold you those bombs. It's my curse. I can't say no to a friend. You can't say no to money. Yeah, that's my other curse. You drug dealer. What's the matter? What? You look like you just fucked your mother. Come on, right. let's go relax, huh? Caster comes to the, the hideout, and he's like, I'm going to take his face off. And he's like, no more drugs for that guy. Here's the <laughs> like amazing- he's cracking jokes and stuff. And Our, As a fucking viewer of this movie, we're supposed to hate Dietrich to be like a bad guy. Dietrich is a Gina dec- Gershon's brother, brother. correct? He's a, he's a decent human being. He's a fucking just- weapons trafficker. John Cassavetes is an awesome director. Yeah. He's a great director yeah. who just pops 
pops up in things every once in a while. Like he shaved his head. He kind of just showed up with his yeah. head shaved. And John Woo was like, I love it. That's perfect. That's exactly what I want. He's so awesome in that role, yeah. dude. Like yeah, he's like, like the he protector cares of about that kid. His nephew. And- he directed the notebook. Really? Yeah. John Q. Some other things. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a great director. I knew and he was a director. I just yeah. didn't know what. I he's lost my virginity off. to the notebook. <laughs> did <Pants> you? off. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. It's. I mean, it wasn't teddy bear lotion as we discussed yeah. before, but it was the full Monty. Cool. Nicholas Cage in this movie has such a girth. His ability to be Nicholas Cage oh, turned, yeah. tuned to a little leaven. The facial expressions. <sighs> he taps into something that's impressive. It, I don't even. Because not many people would be willing to do the shit that, that he does in this movie. He's so hammy. Yeah. But it's so good to yeah. be hammy. We've seen enough movies where it's just, okay, dude, you want to fucking tone it Trying down. too hard. Yeah. Trying too hard. This came so fucking natural to him. More so than him in The Rock. More so than him in Con Air. This was gold. But Travolta being Sean Archer, literally Sean Archer, not as I have written down here, Kashan. I prefer him as Seanster. Are you speaking English? Kashan. I'm combining there? guys so Same I don't get stroke. confused. <laughs> yeah. You smell burnt toast. Travolta is better as a baddie, but yes. I love Cage being baddie and this, full face. And, and you know, this is this is that era we've talked about in this podcast before. Travolta gets Travolta's career is pretty much done. He gets Pulp Fiction in 94. Careers revitalized. Everybody wants him for everything. Yep. And Travolta is taking it all. He's like, I'm taking every role that you're offering. You know, he does Michael and Phenomenon and all these like crazy movies. He does Broken Arrow, which we love. Yeah. But this one, I'm glad Mr. because... President. I, I just don't see anyone else in this role. He literally makes smoking so cool. He yes. looks so cool when he smokes darts. Like when I was watching this last night, I'm like, I think I want to start smoking. It was so <laughs> cool. It just hangs from his mouth. Yeah, no. He, he holds he, a cigarette cool. He smokes cool. Pop he doesn't has got really a look great in this movie. And it makes me wonder if like. Maybe he looks like he added a little. Yeah. <laughs> a little. little weight. <laughs> He's got a little uh, pudge face. Uh, I will say Gina Gershon for reasons. Although. <laughs> Mommy like I it. <laughs> have done without the passionate kiss with her brother. Okay, I even said that. I had a double take because I looked in the car. I'm like, that's that's her fucking brother, right? Yeah. Okay. Her brother's doing that uh, action movie trope of like the pre-scheduled dying. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you're going to die, but you still have a little bit of time. to. But like, she doesn't know do your final lines. Yeah. And he kisses his sister on the mouth and uh, bucket list checked off. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yes, I can listen. Die he knew he was like, God damn, my sister. They pretty hot. They both like pitched that to John Woo because they were like, which I feel like something a little like nefarious was going on because they were like we just feel as though this is something our characters would do and i'm like well i think gina gershon really just wanted to kiss nick cassavetes and vice versa yeah and they were just he was just like yeah do it that'd be awesome yeah they're like yes yeah <laughs> yeah we got it through Fucking a. um all right best scenes josh what's your favorite scene in face off when caster first got to the prison yeah uh, <laughs> it's i love that uh kind of tied into when travolta as caster yes comes in yeah after and the face surgery, he's, he's just fucking just going at him mentally and because he's glued to the floor with the boots. Yeah, you know, he can't move. And he's just like, you know, I got to go because, you know, I have a, a job to abuse. He's like, and a wife to fuck. Yeah. Oh, did I say that? And you can tell. <laughs> He's just, he's going just to the next yeah. level with it. Oh, it's so good. I have got to go. I've got a government job to abuse. And 
Lonely wife to fuck. Oh, did I say that? Sorry. Make love to. Mine ties in earlier. My first one ties into that that prison fight. When he first gets in prison, when he is, uh, how do I have him written down here? Uh, Sean Store, uh, Sean Archer <laughs> as Caster. Sean Store, it's the worst story. That ever. sounds like a He-Man toy. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Store with you know the uh, Moss Man feel yeah. to it and the smell. But when he gets there and he sees Pollux and he realizes he's like i'm not sure i gotta fucking play up this role as is any time is is his face rejecting or something like is every now and then he's going uh, like he's like well, he's, doesn't he say it hurts and they they massage him behind the ears yeah, at one like, point or something like whatever maybe the nerves or any i don't know he said his face is itchy yeah it's itchy yeah <laughs> so and weird it's, it's not a scratch it is a massage yeah yeah he's, he's like, like grabbing both sides <laughs> right but when he's trying to and he sees pollux look at him ever so like you know he's getting his ass kicked by that guy who I've seen in multiple movies. I can't remember the name off his head. He plays Duboff. Pollock's looking like he's the third brother in Oasis. He looks like a Gallagher. <laughs> he looks like a Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. But when all of a sudden some clicks, he goes, I'm Caster Troy! Yeah! I'm Caster Troy! Troy. I'm Caster Troy. And he just keeps saying, I'm fucking Caster Troy. It's Nicolas Cage being so fucking badass during that person fight when he has to constantly keep saying over and over again that he is Caster Troy. I like that they don't waste any time in this one. 30 seconds into the movie, Travolta gets shot on a carousel. His kid dies. Nick Cage has a mustache, oh. which he looks so great with that mustache. That's how they convey the passing of time, though, over, yeah. over six or seven he years. Shaved. He, he shaved. <laughs> Plus, he's a villain, you know. Another Another 30 seconds later, we get burnout at angry at the FBI Archer. He's just a, such a grouch to uh, everybody. Any word from the LAPD intelligence? If there is such a thing? Not yet, sir. Of course not. Because we're a covert anti-terrorism team that is so secret that when we snap our fingers, nothing happens. Sheriff's Department, airport police. Still waiting, but Interpol insists he's in Tripoli. Yeah, well, you you trust you trust that billion-dollar satellite, okay? I'll trust a ten-dollar snitch at this point. John, look. What? Why don't you just give him a little break, okay? We'll take a break. When the case breaks, okay? Here's a stick up his ass. And then another 30 seconds later, we get my favorite Nick Cage, Caster Troy, unhinged, dressed as the priest with the choir. Oh. Yes. I never really enjoy the Messiah. In fact, I think it's fucking boring. But your voice makes even a hack like Handel seem like a genius. Hallelujah! thing he's a priest of the crowd and he's grabbing the girl's yeah. ass which is very weird and i'm pretty sure everything that i just described i'm pretty sure there's credits still rolling yeah there is over all of this it's like they just like jump right into it they're just gonna give you so much and set the stage and this movie it is so well paced because i think this movie's yeah. over two hours it's long but it's i think great it's pace. like a two hour 15 minute movie but they're just like we got a lot of shit to get in we're getting right it's into so it so good the shootout at sasha's Oh, yeah. It's so I good. Loved, I love that one. All that slow-mo. The, the, the slow-mo, the spinning, the flips. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
the over and, the mirror and, shot <laughs> that at the end where it's them that fucking shot shooting yeah. quote unquote at each other yeah. at the mirror. Nick just, Cage was so insistent that shot made it in the movie. He paid for it. Are you serious? That's awesome. Yep. Nick Cage was it's like, worth we it. gotta do it. I don't know what I hate wearing worse. Your face or your body. I mean, I enjoy boning your wife, but uh, well, let's face it, we both like it better the other way, yes? So why don't we just trade back? You can't give back what you've taken from me. Oh, well, plan B. Let's just kill each other. It's a logic point. I'll just say it now. All they had to do was turn to the left. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they have to turn to the right? Just turn to the God, left. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> no, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's face off. Yeah, that scene, it, it's kind of like this cat and mouse gone wrong. Like the dumbest thing for Archer as Caster Troy to do would be to go to his own headquarters. Yeah. So then Archer, well, Caster as Archer, he's like, has this big power trip with his position at the FBI. So he's like, let's send a raid. Let's go get him. Well, Pollux tips him off. Yeah, Pollux tips him off. They send this raid. And then it's just like mayhem. It's mayhem. And it's, it's awesome. It's just everybody. And there's a couple of these in this movie. And they, I like how they have um, somewhere over the rainbow playing. Yeah. I, oh, love, I love scenes. Yeah. And the kids have music. The music is different than what's happening. Yeah. I love that. And oh. that uh, quintessential in this. Anything the kids going to get fucking plugged by gunfire as you hear somewhere over the rainbow. And, and out of nowhere on the glass. Here yeah. comes cage. <laughs> fucking saves I, his I life. I wonder if it's because of just the, the culture in America now. Like you don't get a lot of movies with these types of like mass casualty mayhem gunfight shootouts can't anymore. I mean, it's probably like culturally insensitive, but you get the one in this movie at the airport, like the yeah. hangar, you get the one in the, I mean, it's, it's, and then like even the boat chase, like you get so many, this movie, you remember like cages over the top performance and just all the bonkers of it. But like there are great action pieces throughout this movie. It's excellent. I yeah. mean, even without the over the top performances, it's a cool action movie. Now, Technically, I would put this movie, and I think it's fair to say, what? Top five, top 10 action movie of all time? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. At least top 10. Yes. At least for top sure. 10. Unquestionable. By yeah. far. So, my next one, well, before I mention my next one, anything where we see face waterfalls, as I call it, the hands down the face to reassure people. <laughs> like what you typically see in a movie when someone dies and they close their eyelids. <laughs> yes. But they they're, do it to each other as a sign of affection. But they're alive. And there's also that possibility where if you're not paying attention, you're going to fucking three stooge somebody in the eye. I think pool scene we should bring face waterfalls back to an acceptable <laughs> level. I think if you see somebody in public, don't go for a dap. Don't go for a high don't five. Go don't go chasing for, face don't, waterfalls either. Don't go. <laughs> face waterfalls. just go right up to somebody and go like that <laughs> just see what the <laughs> fucking reaction uh, i just be. like that chill like, <laughs> i'm, I'm claustrophobic so i will swat your hand yeah, that's how i'm just gonna greet everybody like, nope, from now nope, on don't touch me well i'll sanitize beforehand <laughs> i'll make sure it's dry before i face waterfall you because you don't want that getting in your eyes so my next one papa's got a brand new bag you're not respecting my boundaries i'm coming in jane janie I don't think you heard me, Jamie. You've got something that I crave. Papa's got a brand new bag. Clarissa left those here. I won't tell Mom if you don't. When did you start smoking? You'll be seeing a lot of changes around here. 
Papa's got a brand new bag. Oh! I mean, uh, things are going to change around here. Or whatever. The fact that kudos to his daughter, Jamie, for listening to pop fucking James Brown, which is cool off the bat. And then he comes in there just looking for for some darts. Yeah. Mm, Papa's got a brand new bag. Ow! And that's cool. Fucking Travolta. That yes. is awesome. Travolta Great. where he knew what to do and he knew exactly knew how to do it the well, whole time. Well, Archer as Archer has been giving his daughter all this grief because she's going through this like ghost. But she's like, going through the still going through the sure. trauma of her little brother. So so now that Caster's Archer and he still has to be your dad, he's like, all right, we're dropping all that shit. You just do whatever you want, basically. Well, because he wants the bang. But actually, but throughout the movie, he does kind of evolve into more of like a, a fa- father. The whole thing yeah. with the switchblade mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Next time, let Carl take his pants down. Slip this in his thigh. Twist it. The wound won't close. Danny Masterson. How exactly fucking no. forward thinking that was because yeah. lo and behold, that's what that fucking scumbag yeah. ended up being. He's like, yeah, I can play that. And it made me feel even better to see John Travolta beat the fucking piss out of yeah. him. Yeah. That was awesome. So kudos for that. Uh, I have Archer waking up from surgery to see himself as Caster Troy. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't understand that scene. <laughs> it's so bad. And they, they do the calibrations with his voice. I still sound like me. I've implanted a microchip on your larynx. It's fantastic, but you'll have to be careful. Pressure, sharp blow, even a violent sneeze could dislodge it. Just repeat what you hear. Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. Peach. I could eat a peach for hours. That's a scratchy tickle. Mm-hmm. Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. Once again. Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. I actually really like that it's scene. Because cool. yes. it's like, so it, that is very sci-fi. Like he's phasing in yeah, and out of their like, voice. They're like, basically, don't they put this little chip like in your voice box? Where if yeah, you, and you they can, said you can feel it vibrate or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like calibrating his voice. to, And he's like, I don't sound like, I sound like myself. And then they just change it a little bit. But that whole sequence is awesome. Like the post-surgery he's stuff. He's so over the top. Fuck it's you. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite ones is when they're questioning Pollock's Troy and he goes in and he makes the chin comment. Seeing that face on you makes me afraid my tiramisu might come back up. Well, think about me, this nose, this hair, this ridiculous chin. Brother, we're going straight. Oh my goodness. You exchange brains as well? The first thing I need you to confess to is the location of the bomb. What about our $10 million? What about when I become an American hero for defusing the bomb? What's that worth? Know that. Thank you. Next question. (laughs) You're not the only one in the family with the brains. No. Although now I am the only one with the looks. Touche. And he's like, I know this face, this ridiculous chin. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, he turns it's, off the camera. It's so funny because he's ripping on himself. Yes. Which is great. Absolutely. You got to like self-deprecation. Absolutely. I love it. He 
knows he got a weird butt chin. That's okay, <laughs> I, though. I think I may have read that they did talk about something distinguishable, and they were like, it has to be the chin. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't think they really wanted to, like, offend him too badly. Like, you're getting fat in the jowls, you know. Get they, a little jowly there, yeah. pal. <laughs> so I think they were like, your chin. We'll just, you know, we'll poke fun at your chin. All right, so my next one, well, you kind of talk about it when we do the mirror thing, but during the banter in that mirror thing is where maybe we should just trade back. You get your face back, you get my face back, you get your life, I get my life. And then they go into that banner. And then instead of turning to the left, they turn towards the mirror <laughs> and just start fucking firing at the mirror. What a great fucking scene. I mean, we've already talked about it, but uh, it's still great. I like Nick Cage goes full soap opera. So Archer is caster. He knows that his wife will test the blood. Yeah. Which I don't even remember. How did she get the blood? She had like, had, a, pit, like she a, had a stick yeah. pin. He was sleeping in bed and she uh, just went. But he knew she would test the blood. So like she's in the lab going to test the blood. He like emerges out of the shadows. He's just there. And he delivers like this soliloquy, like it's Shakespeare from the shadows. Ugh. And he talks about their first date. Yeah. Yeah. She ate bread and, uh, and broke her tooth on a rice seat. <laughs> we, we drove around all night uh, looking for an for a, a all-night dentist. And, and he, uh, he was so drunk. He fixed the wrong tooth. <laughs> and when I finally brought her home, even though it must have hurt like hell, you, you, you kissed me. She and her chip her tooth. Yeah, yeah, it broke her tooth. It was like a late night dentist. Yeah, took her to like a, she was a vegan or something. Yeah. He took her to a barbecue place or something. And yeah. that validated who he really but was. he does this whole soliloquy. And then I'll just say my last one. When Archer returns home as himself at the end of the movie, but he brings in Adam, Caster's son, one of the worst, two or three worst haircuts we've ever covered on this podcast. It's a bad, <laughs> it's, it's bad. Really bad. bad. This is um, Adam. He needs a place to live. Hi, my name's Jamie. Face. I'm Adam. Why don't you show Adam his new room? Come on. Talk about a fucking thing to just drop on your family. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't even look like he warned him. He didn't he, warn him. he doesn't him. ask. He doesn't <laughs> ask. By the way, come in here. This well, is Adam. I figured he would come live with us. And let's go go up to your room well, that has my kid shit still in so it. So I'm pretty sure Dominique Swain, the daughter, acknowledges him. She faced she waterfalls. Him. She faced waterfalls. The wife doesn't say shit. No, all she, she does is nod her head and go. She doesn't even say, like, hi, Adam. Nice to meet you. She's just like, okay, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> now, imagine. What was his son's name? Was it Mike? or something like that i think so i can't remember his name could you imagine they walk through the door and he goes oh wait a minute i have somebody to give you he is adam but we're gonna call him michael his son but they're literally transplanting him in the room where yeah. they never changed yeah. the room but that's okay with everybody it's like come on on a saturday afternoon on a beautiful set <laughs> first of all that scene's awesome because he's doing the john woo slow walk past the front window i'm like and then he pops set around that corner that big fucking jowl of his oh, and yeah. a butt chin like <laughs> hey guys yeah, we're we're gonna get into yeah, we'll get into it more. Yeah, a lot of logic <laughs> Sorry. issues. Yeah, I got uh, a lot. Anybody else? Any best scenes? I mean, nope, we could talk good. about it all day. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll call it the whole well, movie. I, well, the whole movie, yes. <laughs> but personally, I loved. <laughs> it's weird, but it's a scene where he gets the champagne and he's rattling off the names. How about uh, 
What about to Anderson, Montgomery, Berkeley, Pincus, Janelli, Winters? I loved it because my last name's in it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, in Winters? And I was like, first time I ever watched it, I was like, are you shitting I me? I did the uh, Leo meme where I went, ooh, and I jumped yeah. up off the couch. <laughs> and it's a bottle of Dom Perignon. Yeah. That's not cheap. Yeah. That's a pricey <laughs> bottle of uh, champagne. Yeah, I, I love his acting choices there when he's, how he reads the names. So like, I don't know if I read it as like he's trying to make sure he remembers them all. It's when it comes across or like he forgets the names. Or he's, he's frustrated. Or if he wants to allow it to breathe to give them their gravitas. Dude, so he doesn't say like you know one name and then some another name right on top of it he's like winners oh yeah <laughs> it'd be great if he was like the copy guy what was his name yeah what was yes. his name yeah. Did, yeah, i was kind him. of impressed that he knew the names like yeah. oh he could rattle them off i mean these are probably people in his office but yeah yeah the the guy that sits uh <laughs> sean i'm right I don't here really think he deserves a window but he has a window that guy yeah the guy who was always late what's what's his name no pool in this one they're probably could have been i could see a caster troy lounging in the pool type of scene but no pool <laughs> comes back home. He's just laying in the pool naked. Hey, honey, I'm here. I'm sorry. I cannot do a fucking cage <laughs> accent without doing Keanu Reeves. So, hey, everybody, let's get in the pool. Jim, I'm kicking it over to you because uh, <laughs> we were talking off air. This is probably the first pool check we've ever just like a rift off the top of our heads. Not prepared. Not prepared. So, Jim, you set the parameters for what this pool check. Okay, so here's the pool check, everybody. We're Each of us are picking three. Three people who we'd want to change our faces with. <laughs> Could be anybody. So it doesn't matter who it is. Is it the same rules as the movie that everything else gets sculpted? Or I want to talk about that more logic we don't have to talk about sculpting just the face just the face just the face okay and do they get our face too yes it would have to be a swap okay. so a straight face off swap all right so this is gonna be interesting <laughs> nothing's prepared unless josh did you prepare people uh i have names written down all right kevin and i don't <laughs> so josh we're gonna throw it to you uh, who's your I'll, first i'm first i'm gonna go paul rudd look at us hey Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Okay. Oh, nice. Timeless. He, the man never ages. That's uh, a good point. I will, I will take that. That is a really Perfect. good point. Uh, after that, it kind of goes downhill, but yeah. <laughs> oh, off the top of my head, the man who I want to switch a face with, who I think would be an interesting call because then you would be friends with his friends because they think yeah. you're him because your voice would change. Steve Gutenberg. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just Reboot Police Academy. First, first thing, thing you're going to do. Because I would like to think he would. I follow him on Instagram. That dude is the most happiest person. He seems humble. I figure he's still friends with who's ever still surviving with the Police Academy gang. I would try to reboot fucking Police Academy. <laughs> How sweet would that be? So that's that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, okay, so what would be reasons for switching faces with somebody? I mean, obviously go undercover and find out where the bomb is yeah but like financial reasons or to live their life like what what are you trying to gain so my first thought was mark zuckerberg for money transaction reasons so first off yeah posing as zuckerberg i'm going and in, in taking out an absorbent amount of money like a billion dollars yeah, you're transferring it then i would go live on facebook i would tell the world i'm actually a lizard from the center of the <laughs> earth and i'm only a low-level member of the illuminati if you think i'm powerful yeah 
yeah. you wouldn't believe the people out that are on top of me. So, so it's almost like a V situation where yes. they're actually lizard people. Oh, yeah. Okay. But Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, nobody'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, your next one. We have linear thinking, sir. All right. Elon Musk. Yes. Uh, and here's why. Yeah, you one, ruin them. Money. Yeah. But two, you can say whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. Whenever you want. And there's what, half the country, half the world's going to go, uh huh. Yeah, right. That's it. Right. And with him, he is a, a little bit of a loose enough cannon to where, you know, there's probably not much you could say that would really be oh, shocking. He's cuckoo yeah. juice. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Where do I want to go with my next one? I think it would be interesting because not only you'd be adding a face, you'd be adding more to it. I'm going fucking Robocop. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Murphy? No, no, because then you get the, 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 the whole helmet. Around. You get the whole helmet. No, I'm going to go. Oh, man. Who do I want to go with this? Ooh, Tom Cruise. Just okay. popped in my head. Nice. Switch your Tom Cruise because not only would you get the money, the power, fucking, he never dies. As a Scientologist, he never dies. as a Scientologist, he knows how to communicate with animals, never gets sick. Plus, I'd be able to know what the fuck's really going on in Scientology because he is the guy. Uh, yeah. I would have all this knowledge and then when the face comes back on, imagine that fucking next episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. So I think you could make a whole series or universe of movies with face off for different reasons. Oh take, God. Yeah. Take the technology. So I'm picking whoever the president is at the time I get access to this technology. And cause that would make such a cool movie. Yeah. Like how did you get in a position to swap faces with the president? Cause you'd have to get him like alone and all that. A lot of work. Have the, but that'd be the interesting part, but then take your power as president and like literally shake things up you oh, know yeah. go on like a press conference and just say something nuts be like you know what taxes gone gone <laughs> yep. any debts gone. starting from Wipe the start and it's out. big titty twos yes exactly <laughs> like, like, we want tits and we want them now do you think they'd remove you from office I, at what point do you think they'd remove you from office listen big would they remove you for big titty tuesday <laughs> listen if uh you have a previous motherfucker in office with an orange face being able to pull the shit off he did and he doesn't get in trouble for it i'm pretty sure big titty tuesday would not be on the highest <laughs> list of stuff that you'd big be big titty tuesday is going so well worse. that now we're also doing mommy milkers Monday. <laughs> I don't know if they would be like, we need a psych eval for this guy. But if you literally went up there and you're like free medical insurance for everybody, no taxes. Like if you went up there and did all that, they would remove you that day. Even and better. Then, state of the union. That's yes, your state of the union. Exactly. Address. And yeah. then, and then you would find out that that men in black technology existed because the they would wipe everyone's brains. So they never remembered anything. Yeah. The president said, oh, that'd be cool as shit. That's a good one. Winners. Last one. Ah, uh, nothing as cool as that. I I go with a uh, RDJ. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, nice. Just a cool motherfucker. That's it. I'd be down for that. That's cool. All right. So this would be interesting. God damn it. I don't even know where to go with this. I guess the dream, I wouldn't even say a dream, just for pure content and comedy is if I switched faces and voices with Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> <laughs> because then I could literally be on the podcast as Mark Wahlberg doing stuff. An, an actor and both of you have picked actors is, is fun because you still go to auditions. Yeah. And 
and again, the fucking crazy part of it, oh you know, just God. to go to an audition and be like, I think for this role, I should have three arms. <laughs> like you show up to an audition with a third arm and you're like, hey, I guys, just feel this character having three arms. Hey guys, I have an idea. Okay. I want to do this movie with a lisp. Yes. <laughs> I want to do the happening too. It's happening again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> be like, uh, I don't think we're going to cast him. So something Jim, I'm a little surprised you didn't pick is, is having the ability to switch faces with somebody like you're really into like F1. Oh yeah. Formula one driver. Imagine like switching faces with like Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton. Oh, and then be being so like, cool. he forgot how to drive. It's like, what the fuck's happening? What's he doing? You got a seven Die time race. You got a seven time <laughs> world champion that all of a sudden can't fucking figure out how to turn a car on. <laughs> it would be fun though. Cause that's, that's the way to get access to something oh. like you're never going to get to drive an F1 car, no, but never. you swap faces with Lewis Hamilton and you do be pretty sweet, which is why for my last pick, I'm picking Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see because Lewis Hamilton and Gerard Depardieu are how, more so to see how they're going to stretch my face over his giant ass <laughs> face, his big nose and all that. So shit. So she didn't pick Fabio. Yeah. Fa I don't want to the goose. goose. So. <laughs> I'm swapping faces with the goose. I did have two written down before we had the parameters, which was Shaq and Halle Berry. <laughs> but then when Halle, every, if I pick a woman, it just seems real perverted. Yeah. Cause you, yep. you know where you're going <laughs> it with it. Seems real perverted. Yeah. You know where you're going with it. Halle Berry. All right. Let's get back in the pool with our own faces. Return to our faces. Hey, guys, I've been so used to having this face. I don't want to lose my face. OK, so I'm going to throw it over to my guy, Pollux Troy. That was me. Hi, guys. So I, I kind of spoiled the critical question a little bit, but a version of this technology exists. It's great for people that have been in accidents, hand gliding accidents, face ripped off by chimpanzees, stuff like that. Other Not that great though. It don't look great. It's getting there. It's, it's getting a little yeah. better. What would be another application you can picture it being used for? I think it's got to be like body modification, vanity. To me, it's uh, vanity. Like it I want to become Kim Kardashian, Ugh. you know? So like literally they could. I'd rather become Joy Behar than Kim <laughs> yeah, Kardashian. Well. But I just, I, I could see this being one, a viable technology for a lot of applications. And two, I mean, think about, again, the other stories you could create around the premise of a face swap. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> well, someone I don't, yes. someone I don't want to swap faces with. <laughs> is Mark Wahlberg and specifically our boy, David McCall. Hey guys, it's me again, Mark Wahlberg. Um, I just got off a Zoom call with my buddy, Donnie. I actually say he's my buddy, but he's also my best friend and my brother, in case you guys didn't know that. So initially, guys, here's a tip. You're not going to hear it on TMZ, okay? You're going to hear it on our new newsletter at Wahlburgers. We have a called the Wahlburger Now. So on the Wahlburger Now, I was supposed to be in Face Off, okay? But I wasn't supposed to be Pollux or Caster Troy. I was supposed to be Eve Archer. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. The biggest logic that we'll address. I, I got a fucking paragraph. <laughs> why did yeah. they keep Castor Troy alive? That was my after first the one. Coma? There was why you didn't need to keep him alive to save his face. Even if they didn't want to kill him, why not just keep him in a medically induced coma? Because like they kept him in a coma where there was a possibility he could wake up and he did. So why not just like put him on some heavy sedatives and keep him in a medically induced coma? Also, Travolta's face 
face is just kind of like it's in the goo. It's just sitting right outside the window. Cut where his he's face at. off. Kill him. Yeah, and you have it there. The close-up shots of we have like the special effects shots of the analogs for Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Pretty fucking awful. Look nothing yeah. like oh, yeah. um like they put zero effort into it. And then when he comes to, are the lips part of the deal? Because when he's talking on the phone, he's kind of talking like yes, I'm still alive. <laughs> like he's fucking Nixon. I don't. His lips are still a part of it, right? I don't know. That leads into part of my logic one. When he wakes up, he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that fucking burn? Yes. Yeah. The smoke. Yes. Just the sm- not even inhaling, but just the smoke. They bandage yeah. his head just with like a million ace bandages. And as he's pulling that off, that's going to hurt fucking yes. more. He pulls it all off and he's just walking around open air with an ex- like no face. <laughs> It's, you can get an infection. And he smoke. The first thing he does is smoke. So you might yeah. as well like dump a bunch of peroxide on your head or something while you're at it. <laughs> Best worst thing about this movie is that the concept of the movie is literally an FBI agent becomes his arch nemesis in order to go undercover. But like, that's the best option. They couldn't get like one of Caster's gang members to wear a wire. They couldn't offer a deal to someone like, it's too you much have work. complete and total immunity if you'll wear a wire. Kevin, that's a lot of labor. They, they just pay for. jump straight to, we got to surgically swap your face with somebody else. Cheapest way to do and it. And you have only two days to get the information or your face falls off because that's like the best part of the technology is the fact that they like do the surgery and they just like laser close the wound so there's no scar there's no. no you know staple or stitches or anything like that they just like close them up and he's he's good to go i have <laughs> the church yeah for the funeral yeah yeah it is a rundown like spanish church on a beach randomly just if there. he's the director of the FBI, it'd be in the city. It'd be huge. <laughs> there would be 10,000 people there'd be there. Tons. There are doves. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's a John Woo movie. Yeah. But there are doves just chilling on the floor. And 10 people there. With Yeah. 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 Like, no I, news I coverage. Like, are you hanging 10 for the Lord? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, where, here. where's the news? Yeah. The news would be covering it. Yes. This is a big one for me. Here's a paragraph. The Walsh Institute, where the face procedure happens, does it only exist for this purpose? Because for face swaps. For not face swaps, but they randomly picked the guy who got his ear blown off in the beginning. They reconstructed it, yeah. Randomly, they just picked him. Hey, you know what? We got a place. We'll fix your ear. It makes no sense to me. This whole procedure makes no sense. So the doctor said he would do his whole abdominal cavity, like the liposuction yeah. and everything, his chest hair, the hair on his head, but his body never swelled up. Didn't show any adverse trauma. The surgery only took a few hours and he's fine. Like he's, he's like, able to walk. He's able to walk. <laughs> Everything's been cut off of him. Well, Liposuction, and, no scars. And he's fine. In the same scene, here's another logic issue. Fuck you. Fuck you. Is why do the other FBI agents need to be like in the room for that surgery? That's the only security they have. There is no security in this entire They're place. They're literally doing the most like gnarly surgery you can imagine. They're turning a human into another human. Yeah. Yeah. And the FBI agents are just like in the room. They're in the room next door. The guy is uh, almost sickened by it. Is it Chitch Pounder or CCH Pounder? Whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah. Is not. She's just staring at it like this is the 17th time she sees somebody's face get ripped the fuck off. This happens all the time. But not only are they ripping the face off, they're fucking ripping everything off. The body. Yeah. Every, but what I don't get is how are they just able to walk? Like you're yeah. going to be in a bed for months. You're getting everything fucking ripped off. If that technology is that advanced and exists to that extent, I think there's uh, still another way that they could have done this without swapping faces. Yeah, you didn't need to really swap the bodies per se. So this is something... 
that I feel like I missed, you know, and why would Pollux have to be convinced that it's Caster? Because Pollux doesn't know about the face swap technology, does he? And he was arrested before seeing what happened to Caster with his own eyes. So, like, why is Pollux, like, when Caster shows up in prison at what's actually Archer. Yeah, because Sean. But Pollux is, like, hesitant to be convinced that it's his brother. We need. It's probably because word got out that his brother well, died. Every, yeah, they all and say that. Like, I like, heard you died. He's like, I, I need proof. Okay, but if, if I Trust heard somebody issues. died and I saw them, I'd be like, I heard you died. And they'd be like, yeah, no. you just heard <laughs> they just you just heard wrong. I wouldn't be like, oh, they must have had an experimental face surgery to swap bodies with somebody else. You know? <laughs> I think we need to deep dive into Pollux Troy. Is Pollux Troy like, is he probably no. on the spectrum? And no, I'm not, but, I'm not. Yeah, I'm being serious yeah. because like the shoot tie thing he's also very intelligent he knows way too much for his own good he knows how to make biological well, weapons apparently you know his performance reminds me of have you guys seen walk hard dewey cox oh yes yeah. oh yeah when paul rudd and jack black and jason schwartzman i don't remember who else are playing the beatles paul x troy sounds like he's trying to do the paul rudd liverpool accent like being a liverpool yeah that's kind of like what like, paul x but troy. i was literally waiting for paul x troy to start laughing like yeah, yeah. That's what it came across. Well, that's as. when they're on the plane and uh he's like, you know, what if I let you lick my tongue or it's suck like half like his that. tongue, yeah. And he's, he's like, like, oh, oh it's like uh what? An overbearing older brother too. And I don't okay. know if that's how the character was written or that's how this actor just like Alessandro Navola thought of you know, that was his performance. Because again, this was gonna be Wahlberg. <laughs> I could not imagine Mark Wahlberg playing a little brother. Like a little brother exactly yeah and that's the one thing about caster troy his constant was his connection to pollux so no matter what he was going to save pollux like that was the thing that made him even more unique as a character was the fact that even though he was a fucking scumbag he killed a guy's kid he had a heart for at least pollux not his own son who did caster actual caster troy not know that was his son never knew that was his son i don't think so i don't think so either gina gershon says he's yours yeah yeah I don't think he ever and knew. She was hesitant in saying. So does he then never know? I don't think he ever he knew. dies before he ever finds out. Can you imagine a big fuck you to him as he's sitting there dying with the spear? Like, I'm adopting uh, your son. He's like, <laughs> your fucking kid is mine now. I'm bitch. changing his name to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> the Papa's got a brand new bag thing. Jamie asks, Caster asks Sean, or as I say, because Sean, when did you start smoking? But the very next scene as Sean is Caster in the jail cell smoking yeah so he's always smoked but i think he smokes to keep up the appearance that he's caster but shouldn't he just be, <laughs> be coughing a lot yes yeah. but he no it's just the next scene yeah. him is actually smoking tell now just a throwaway i men will do anything to not go to therapy oh. <laughs> it's true archer is never going to heal over oh. the death of his child and then he just replaces his dead child with a lookalike preventing him from ever having to go to therapy because that's his, even worse his wife keeps telling him like quit the fucking force yeah get your shit together stay figure home. it out yeah. stay home he just replaces his dead son with a, another kid but so then she, like, just shakes, <laughs> she doesn't even really say yeah she just looks at him with like a crying face like okay. i i think a year after this movie they're divorced oh they're beyond divorce she's yeah. gonna look 
no. He's a single father of this kid. Sean, you're dressing him up as our our son. And he has an apart and he has an apartment that's covered in pictures of Castro Troy. Above a gas because station. Because this movie at its heart is about a man who is obsessed with another man. I mean, in fairness, he killed his kid. Yeah. But like he's not at home, he's not present because he's obsessed with Castro Troy. Troy. His whole life revolves around Castro Troy. After Castro Troy, I mean, does shooting him with a spear gun really give him closure? I think you're right though, because he eventually has to have a mental break. Yes. Because without Castro Troy, what is he? Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, that's been his whole life for six years. Well, now he's going to be home with the son of Castor Troy. Yeah. Training. His son's clone. Yes. Yeah. How weird. You're Adam. Is he Adam Troy? I, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, Adam Troy? Fuck. Another great name. He would be oh, Adam yeah. Archer. Adam, yeah. He'd be Adam Archuleta. <laughs> Adam Archuleta Troy. My other logic issue is his wife is this intelligent doctor, correct? Yeah. Yes. She's a dimwit. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't smell the smoke. No. She no. doesn't question his behavior as, after the face swap. Like, she's not like, <laughs> the best, oh, The best example of now. that is when he's not going to go to the memorial for his son. Yes. Yeah. Please. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Have a nice day. Have a nice day? What is with you? Is this your way of just not dealing with this morning? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Sean! Sean! I know it's hard for you, but it's hard for me too, and we still have to go. And he's just like, all right, see you, bye. bye. And she's like... Oh, yes, that it's that day. She's it's, like, yes, you do have to go. And yeah. he's like, oh, I gotta go to work. And it's kind of a hilarious misunderstanding because he doesn't know, because it's not Archer, it's Caster. No, he doesn't care. But she, like, right there, huge red flag, like, intervention you're taking a leave of absence from work. Yeah, but also his speech. Yeah. His speech changed. My oh, wife yeah. would absolutely know yes. if I start elongating yeah. all of the words. Yeah. And then you talk. It still sounds like your voice, but it, your pattern changes yeah. completely. She'd and be then, like, are you having a stroke? What is wrong with well, you? Well, and then, you know, he reads the diary and said they haven't slept with, they've had sex in two months. And all of a sudden he becomes hypersexual, licking her face, yeah. all this other shit. I want to go upstairs. And she's just, just like, but then I guess you can throw it off because later on he's like, I'm sorry, honey. I read your diary. I know I shouldn't. Yeah. Have. By the way, my boss is dead. <laughs> Just like, it's all right. Covers it up. Yeah. He wouldn't get as much of a leash as he does, I no. would think, if she were normal. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, if, if this were my wife, Josh's wife, like we said, like, they'd be like, she's clueless. Something's weird. Something is like, way she off. Do, she doesn't seem to know her daughter is having very bad psychological issues. Doesn't know her daughter smoking, which I think would be obvious as hell. Yeah. I mean, like, when you smell something. I get the smoking part really, yeah. <laughs> really stuck with yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I get, like, she's sneaking cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. She's traumatized. The next time he smokes, he has them in a cigarette case. Yeah. Not a pack. No, he has a whole case. case. that flip open. And he hands one to her. I'm like, the whole house would smell like smoke. Yeah. yeah. You can, if you're a non-smoker. I grew up in a house you, where my mom was a chimney. You just, yeah. well, I was around it for so long, I didn't notice it until when I first moved out. Kevin even noticed. He's like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, dude, never noticed. That's that's yeah. a good uh, name for your stand-up special when you do your hour. What? My mom is a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned earlier, Castor and Pollux comes from Greek mythology. They are the twins that Zeus turns into the constellation Gemini. Archer, symbol for Sagittarius, diametrically opposite constellation from Gemini. FBI agent who sucks Castor's tongue. Would you like anything else once we're airborne? Oh, peach. Sit. Come in. 
Man, does this movie kind of hate women? Oh, because God, like it's... she dies like a humiliating death. She sucks his tongue. Yeah, she's shot in the spine, thrown out of a plane on but a why runway, does she willingly and run over by the <laughs> and then it's run over by the plane. <laughs> but why does she willingly suck his tongue? I don't I, get it she, to play the part. Yeah. Oh, she's I mean, oh, she's undercover. I okay, guess sorry. they do kind of like it succeeds in like again. This movie shows you so much in the first two minutes, and this is sort of like we got to establish uh, Caster is like a really bad dude. Yeah, this no, absolutely it's, he's does. He's a horrible it. person. He basically sexually assaults a woman, shoots her in the spine, throws her out of the plane. Like he's a pedophile. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, but the writers were like, "Fuck this lady for real, bro." <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's Winters. Yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're, like, you're, you see him driving. Winters. He's like, "Winters, damn it!" And I'm like, "Great." The magnetic boots worn by the prisoners are the same exact boots worn by the Goombas in the Super Mario Brothers movie in 93. All right. So they reused uh, props. Those boots are a great fucking idea, though, for prisoner-wise. Smart. We got to talk about another thing I feel like I missed. Archer's escape from prison. So ridiculous. And we were talking about more shootout and chase scenes and stuff. That's another one in the prison. So they have the the headquarters of Caster. They have the airport. They have the prison. But in the prison, he gets outside and he realizes he's on like a oil rig a, a oil yeah. rig like yeah. in the middle of the ocean and he just jumps and he jumps but how does he get to land how far away is land is I, it, I don't know yeah it's he's a there. good swimmer when he jumps because I rewound and I was like I had to have been looking down at my phone I was like they have to show because like the next time you see him he's just like at the hospital and I'm like so I re- hit rewind he jumps off kind of near a boat so I'm like I just assume he commandeers the boat and then goes and goes but does it, well, why does is the it, boat there? Yeah. It's like, oh, you jumped. I would think if I, if I were in a boat and I floated a little too close to a secret prison, <laughs> they'd probably like shoo me off a little yeah. bit. But does the helicopter explode? Because there's a helicopter flying around shooting at Yeah. Him. No, you never see the helicopter. Yeah. So when he jumps in the water, the helicopter would still be like, so Follow if he did commandeer yeah. a boat, how did he shake the helicopter? I like to think he just can <laughs> swim under the water forever. He's half dolphin. <laughs> well, I think, they, they, added I think they could not <laughs> solve it. Dolphin And they Troy. were like, we don't know just how to get them. To, yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. We don't know how. To, so you just got to fill that part in your First brain. First off, that whole prison escape starts with him just walking up to a thing. Do you have a light yeah. from a cigarette? <laughs> and that, and he gets everybody, I needed a smoke. <laughs> I got a lie. <laughs> I got a lie. Oh, I feel I feel bad, though, that he he drops the guy. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. Duboff. Duboff. So when he first gets in prison, immediately this guy comes up. And, and like, this is the best prison ever because everybody knows each other. Yeah. There's no strangers here. <laughs> it's cheers. It's cheers. Yeah. It's Duboff Ar- is Norm. Ar- Archer is caster, gets yeah. into the prison. And this dude just walks up to him instantly, Beats wants to fight him. Yeah. They fight. And then Pollux, and he's like, oh, the coma. I don't remember anything. Yeah, I'm so dumb. And Pollux is like, I don't even know why that fucking Yeti jumped me yesterday. Do balls? 
You had a sex sandwich with his wife and his sister the night he was sent here. You had a sex, sex sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, sex sandwich. With his wife and his sister. The night he went to prison. And uh, so the way he actually escapes is the only way they'll take your magnetic boots off is if you get electroshock therapy. You call that so therapy. He, right. So Jesus. He, he, I don't remember what he does. He does whatever. Gets to the electric chair. Duboff has already been shocked. Yeah. And that's when he. It's like vomiting on himself. Yes. <laughs> and the way that he gets Duboff to help him is by being like Dubov I didn't touch your wife and I didn't touch your sister but I know your wife loves you she's waiting for you so let's get out of here I didn't sleep with your wife and sister. They want you to come home. Yeah. And, and then he has a change of heart. Convince him. Like, okay. And then Dubov's like, good. I'm, I'm going to get he out of here. He turns into like you. Frankenstein and just. But they do the cliffhanger moment yeah. where Duboff has flipped over the railing. Because he's been shot. And Archer as caster is holding him by the hand, but he's slipping and he drops him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess he didn't have to bring Duboff with him. But then. here's the thing. Why does he care? Because he put Duboff in there anyways. I think it was just to get someone on his side to fight to help because he was about to get shocked but he seemed genuinely sad that he dropped him yeah but or it could just be a scapegoat yeah hey they kill him yeah I'm, I'm, i'm good the other scene we didn't talk about which they do in any movie like they do it in uh pluto nash any movie that has like a double oh yeah they have where she has to uh the daughter jamie has to shoot either archer or caster not knowing which one and they're both like shoot him shoot him it's the whole not me you would eat him it's the whole pluto nash thing and then uh she tells her mom i feel so bad about shooting dad (laughs) whatever she says well when he gets back home she's like daddy i'm sorry i shot you (laughs) she initially gets that switchblade i feel like it was like 48 minutes in the movie and that doesn't pay off until another hour that's That's absolutely the most Chekhov's gun you've Uh, ever seen the way he pulls it out of his pocket and does the whole yeah you know, butterfly trick to it and hands it to her. It's like, this is a useful tool for later. And he doesn't show her how to use it. No, <laughs> no she's, she's like, here you go. Make sure, get him in the leg. And it was for Danny Masterson. Yep. Yeah. Fucking A. Put it in his leg and then turn it. Turn it. And he so won't be able to stop close, the bleeding. Yeah. It won't close. Real quickly, because I'm a nerd and I paused it at a certain point. So when you see Sean bringing up Caster Troy's bio, he has one alias, Robert Matthews. Oh. Caster Troy's alias is Robert Matthews, which you think about it, when your name is Caster Troy, you need to have the most plain name you in the have world. A white bread name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should have been John Smith. Bob Costas. Uh, <laughs> all right. What is the legacy of this movie? I will say the legacy of this movie, this movie's anti-goth. Yeah. Because like the daughter wants to like. But here's the thing. She's not really full blown goth. No. She's like dark hair like Wednesday. No, Adams but she's something. She's, she's trying to she's find herself. with this, you know, nose piercing and the colored hair and stuff. Marble Red. She's like a, uh, you know, a little, little early for Hot Topic, but she's like a Hot Topic kid. But this movie just constantly is like that's not you this is a phase and then the movie confirms their stance at the end because at the end when they come home she looks just like a normal every daughter. day yeah. yeah she's she's herself again yeah she's completely fixed i mean legacy this movie probably the uh, top 10 action movie of all time quintessential nick cage performance i mean oh, leaving yeah. las vegas won him an oscar but but this is probably like the epitome like tell me who nicholas cage is watch face wicker man oh no i'm sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sort of catapulted John Woo. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. John Woo got Mission 
Impossible 2. Yes. First movie he got full control of in Hollywood, and then it worked, yeah. and they were like, okay, yeah. so he got to make a bunch of other then movies. Then he did Mission Impossible 2. Which, uh, uh. All right, well, that was a blast. Stick around for some plugs. Pool Sceners, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the show and all of the other ones in our back catalog, and you can find those on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and wherever you get your podcast from, because we are there. And never forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow on Facebook. Join the Pool Seniors group for exclusive content. You will get it there first. Instagram, Twitch, Threads, TikTok, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. We are all over the place, so you will never get one opportunity to miss us anytime, anywhere. And as always... Back to Kevin. Hey, final lab guy, who do you want to switch phases with? Yeah! The final lap! All right, from the files of disaster movie productions, we like to talk about those time to time. There's some dispute, depending on who is reporting, but a recently released indie movie titled Suddenly Shut Down After Jake Gyllenhaal Showed Erratic Behavior. Maybe swap faces with somebody. Including stripping to his underwear and diving into the freezing ocean, saying, when I see the sea, I swim in the sea. All right. Asking for constant script rewrite demands. Doing his rehearsal in a Pepe Le Pew-like accent and saying set builders should sleep in their cars to prevent COVID spread. So Roadhouse really fucked him up, didn't I, it? I think this was actually pre-shooting Roadhouse oh. and they ended up canceling the movie with Gyllenhaal and then they reshot it without him and it was just re-released overseas first. But the director was like, this is the craziest thing what I've ever dealt fuck? with. He was nuts. Is he pulling like a Joaquin Phoenix thing I here? don't know. I so think- then did he pull it so that he could do Roadhouse? I, I don't, I mean, I like kind of throw the movie. I don't know what the schedule was. He probably could have done both, but it's just these people are are weird. I mean, like for lack of a better term, like you hear all kinds of things about Wahlberg and Tom Cruise. And, and, you know, we get to sit here with a magnifying glass and look at how actors and maybe this is blown out of proportion over how it actually. And Jake Gyllenhaal's response was that the movie wasn't even greenlit yet is what he said. So he's like, they didn't really fire me because the movie wasn't even greenlit. He's just covering his ass. And I'm like, maybe the Pepe Le Pew thing, maybe in his defense. It wasn't that weird. Maybe it was just kind of like yeah. joking or something. But yeah, they basically like, and I was like, maybe also they're bringing up all of this now to drum up like some controversy around the movie so that people will see it without him. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. So I kind of took your advice a little bit. Well, I shouldn't say advice per se. So a couple weeks ago on a podcast, you referenced Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. You guys know most of you on the podcast, Kevin, you know, I'm not a Western movie fan. I just died don't like Western. So I was like, I'll watch Bone Tomahawk. It's Kurt Russell. I mean, I love Kurt Russell. It's Jack from Lost. Yeah. Fucking Ma- Richard does, Jenkins. Does Matthew Fox's voice ever change with no. age? Cause it, it, no, he's supposed to play an older character, but he sounds, he's still Jack. He's still Jack. Fuck. That movie was gruesome. Nuts. That movie was so bonkers. Nuts. I've not seen practical effects. Gruesome. I just kind of love that. That movie is like, have you seen it, Josh? I have not seen it. Oh it's, my it's God. Just, it's like an it. old turn of the century sort of just like small it's long. western and then like there's cannibals yeah. i was gonna say isn't there cannibals incest cannibals there's yeah like incest cannibals and there's some like sign me up that crazy it's, amount incest of cannibals you had me crazy amount of gore oh it's just such a oh. it's it's not off-putting but you're like fuck 
it's just I'm glad that a movie like that exists. Yeah. Because like somebody just had an idea. And then once again, Patrick Wilson is in it because he's yeah. in every fucking thing yeah. as some guy. He's gonna lose that leg. Gonna, dude, when they I was like, they're gonna show him hammer that fucking tib fib fracture. I'm gonna throw up. So that ended up leading me go down to you know what? Own this movie for a long time. I've never seen it. And I'm like, all right, I watched a western, watch another one. I finally saw Tombstone, because I've never watched Tombstone. Fucking amazing movie. Yeah. That incredible. movie is now my top. 20 of all time. Yeah. Holy shit. Kurt Russell's amazing in it. Sam Elliott. Fucking B Packs is awesome. But holy shit, Val Kilmer in this movie. Absolutely. The accent, because I was looking into it, I guess they didn't want him to do an accent, but he just did it anyways, what? and it's a different accent. What Western did you see that turned you off of Western? Was it like the old Eastwood ones? I think it might have been like I think modern Corona- Westerns are good. Like, yeah, I think it might have been Nick Cave's a kid. the proposition's really good. I think for me back then it was when I was He's younger. Like a stigma around them. I think it was like Eastwood, John Wayne. So I'm just like, yeah, oh, I don't I, like those. I, I see it because there was a while before I got to Tombstone and, and yeah. some of the other ones. But like those ones back there were just, you know, copy paste, copy paste. Yeah. Let's make fun of Indians, copy paste. And I was kind of just off put by that. But man, Kilmer in that movie playing Doc Holliday. It was and fuck. All like, of his, all, the wardrobe was spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the sayings. He looked like a ghost in that entire yeah. movie because I mean, he had TB yeah. and he was a hardcore alcoholic. Holy. Yeah, I'm just that movie is like blown if, away. If we're going to convey anything. We got to convey how bad he has TB. <laughs> I, it was horrible. He was yeah, still like, functional. More pale. But now, with water. But now he knows. Like. But now I want to go down further because like look, Kurt Russell played wider. Now I want to watch Kevin Costner's wider because I looked at the back of the movie cover. I'm like, that shot looks like the you same shot as Tombstone. Dances with Wolves. I might have as a kid, but I recall nothing from it. Really long. But I also like the postman. So I'm like well, in a I weird fast track. I really think we should kick off next season with it. But I want to fast track. No country for old men. Yeah. Not a Western, but it's heavily Western influenced. Yeah. And I just think you will love that movie. We'll see. So another movie I want to talk about. So Jim mentioned earlier, Nicolas Cage is actually a Coppola. Yeah. And so speaking of other bonkers movie news, 84-year-old Francis Ford Coppola. I didn't even know he was still alive. Known for some bangers such as the Godfather movies, Apocalypse Now, The Outsiders. Did you know he directed Jack? Did he really? I think he directed the Robin Williams As a favor? I don't know. (laughs) Godfather, Jack. He hasn't directed a movie since 2011. That was a horror movie called Twixt with Bruce Dern. It's a horror Whoa, movie with Bruce Dern. Rumsfeld. He's pretty much literally just been making and selling wine for the last 12 years. Living a dream. And well, apparently he's been saving the profits because the 84-year-old fronted most of the $120 million budget himself for a movie called Megalopolis. The Whoa. movie is described as a sci-fi epic drama where in New York a woman, Julia Cicero, is divided between loyalties to her father Frank, who has a classical view of society and her architect lover, Caesar who's more progressive and ready for the future. He wants to build New York City as a utopia following a devastating disaster. Ooh, he's going to do a disaster for us. So I could see this being like an incredible achievement to bookend Coppola's career or he's an 84-year-old nutter or the worst movie of 2024. (laughs) 
are. <laughs> it's so, Battlefield Earth. Let me give you a quick cast rundown and you give me your prediction. So it's supposed to come out this year. It's done. Oh, okay. It was shot last year. It's done. Okay. So let me give you some of the cast. Adam Driver is Caesar. Forrest Whitaker is Frank Cicero. I'm on board. Natalie Emanuel is Julia Cicero. So she plays Forrest Whitaker's daughter. She's from Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. Ramsey. Ramsey. She's, oh, nice. She's Forrest Whitaker's daughter who's married to Adam Driver. John Voight, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman, Shia LaBeouf, Talia Shire, James Remar, Chloe Fineman, Dustin Hoffman, Giancarlo Esposito. Whoa. Could do without John Voight. Yes. <laughs> what do we think? Going to be good or the next Jupiter Ascending? This Gotta is put it on wax. It's Jupiter Ascending, isn't it? This is an 84-year-old man. There's big I names just, wrapped into it. I feel it in my bones that like I'm going to like love this movie in a bonfire of the vanities way. Oh, yeah. Like you do a, love that movie. Jupiter Ascending way in a like this movie's too much, but it's really fun to look at. And we're going to probably pay to go see it. Well, like I Jupiter saw Ascending. I did see some shots, still frames from the movie. It's beautiful. It looks great. It's like green tones. It's post-apocalyptic New York. Well, I'd be interested in it. I mean, why not? I've seen worse probably. I just I can't imagine like runtime too. Would you be in on it, winners? I think uh, the cast, yes. Like uh that cast Sans I, Boyd. I exactly, yeah. I've been really digging Adam Driver yeah. lately. I like Giancarlo Esposito. I a love lot. him. Absolutely. There's some context clues here because Coppola's last couple of movies were no one saw him, you know. Yeah. Kinda. Before that, he had never really missed, I mean, with a lot of his movies. But why now, after over 10 years, he funded a $120 million movie after 10 years? I, that's what, to me, what, like, that's the tease it's where I'm. Magnum yeah. Opus. Yeah, it's a swan song. It's a he's swan like, song. Like, this is. This I is spent it. 10 years and $120 million on this. You know, this kind of could come across as going back to an old reference of a movie we covered, Contact. He's H.R. Haddon, yeah. isn't he? It's a, This is but, it. But instead of building a time travel machine, he's making a movie. <laughs> a movie that <laughs> movie about place. New York with yeah. everybody in the world in it. Exactly. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. We'll keep an eye on the release date. We want to thank uh, Josh for being here. Hey, you got anything, you. Uh, any more to plug or anything? Uh, no. Plugged at the beginning. Just, uh, again, Young Sun Comedy Syndicate. Check that out. You'll see uh, all of our upcoming shows. We're going to have Josh back very soon. Yes. He's going to join the uh, Three Timers Club. But until then. It's a fun season, Kevin. Yeah, fun season, season 14. Season 14's over. Uh, some special things already got. I think season 15 is the fastest like we've filled up a season. Yeah. Because we've already like pretty much honed in on, on what's happening. Got the so. guests, got the movies in yeah. line, got some themes. Pool crime's probably coming back too. So. Yeah. All right. Well, stick around. Check out season 15. Until then, Silencia.